0: السلام عليكم wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. <تصفيق> <تصفيق> الله
1: أكبر حي على الصلاة
0: In Alhamdarilla, in Alhamdarilla, in Ahmedu, who will a starino, who will a starfiru, who will be who will a tawaku, who are lay. When I would be lahi, mean Shururi and Fusina, women say, Yeti Ahmedina, may Yahdihillahu fella modilla, or wa you glil fella hadiella, or a shed ilaha in the law who are the Mula Shari Kara, or a shed one Nasaydana, Rasulu. يقول الله جل وعلا في كتابه الكريم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل 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 في النار الله واياكم dear brothers and sisters during the miraculous ascension of the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, through the realms of the seven heavens, what we call the Mi'raj. The Archangel Gabriel Jibreel salam escorted the Prophet وسلم, through those seven heavens and beyond. And at each heaven they stopped and there was a certain protocol that they followed. In the famous hadith of the Isra and the Mi'raj, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu tells us about this experience. And he says that Jibreel, upon entering the first realm, the first heavenly realm, the angel Jibreel asked permission for the door to that realm to open. And the angel in charge of opening that realm, the gatekeeper asked, who is he? And Jibreel said, this is Muhammad, Muhammad is with me. And then he asked, the gatekeeper asked, do you have anyone, any permission? He says, yes. And so the door was opened, the gate, the first realm of the heavens was opened, and the Prophet enters into that first realm. And upon entering this first realm, he sees a very tall man standing and the angel Jubileel says, this is your father, Adam alayhi salam, so greet him. The messenger of Allah sallallahu wasallam gave the salams to Prophet Adam, his father, our forefather, the father of every human being, Assalamu alayk. And then Prophet Adam alayhi salam said, welcome, O noble son and O noble prophet. And then they go to the second heavenly realm. And the same protocol is followed. The gatekeeper, the angel in charge of that realm, asks, who is it? And when it's mentioned that it's the Prophet ﷺ, that second realm is opened. And Jibreel goes with the Prophet ﷺ into this second realm. And there in this second heaven, he meets two Prophets. He meets Yahya and Isa bin Maryam Alayhi Prophet Yahya and Prophet Isa. And he is told by Jibreel, this is Yahya and this is Isa, so greet them. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi greets the two of them. And they respond by saying, marhaba, welcome, O noble brother. And O Noble Prophet, dear brothers and sisters, there is significance and meaning in every detail that the Prophet has communicated to us regarding this journey. In every realm of the seven realms, the seven heavens, he is meeting different Prophets, and different Prophets are stationed at different realms in these heavens. And there is a wisdom behind that, even if we don't immediately perceive it. The scholars say that the reason why the Prophet met Prophet Adam first, is because he is Abu al-Bashar, he's the father of humanity. And therefore he is the grandfather of the Prophet He was the elder. And he was also in the gardens of paradise, and he had to move from the gardens of paradise to earth. And at this time, the Prophet just before this experience, where is he? He is in Mecca and he is experiencing persecution and harm. And soon after this experience, he will be told by Allah Ta'ala to make the Hijrah, the migration from Mecca to Medina. So there is a correspondence in so far as Prophet Adam was in Jannah and then he had to go to Earth and here is Rasulullah wasallam in Mecca, and he will shortly be told by Allah to go to Medina. And the scholars also say that the reason why the Prophet Muhammad met Yahya and Isa in the second heaven, is because they were closest to him chronolo- chronologically, historically speaking, those were the last two Prophets to come to humanity before he came Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yahya was killed, he was beheaded by a tyrant and the people of Prophet Isa Alaihi attempted to kill him as well. And so there is this communication, this mafhum that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is also going to face opposition and threats from the very same community that attempted to kill Prophet Isa Dear brothers and sisters, today is the blessed day of Al Jumu'ah and it is also two days before Christmas. Very soon the roads will be empty, there will be much less traffic, the stores will be closed and the majority of people will be sitting in their homes opening presents and having Christmas de- ma- meals with their families. So we want to take this opportunity on the blessed day of al Jumu'ah, as we do every year to speak about some Christmas related themes. Now, obviously, we do not celebrate Christmas because as Muslims, we know it is from the principles of Islam that we do not celebrate the specifically religious holidays of other faith traditions but because of the Munasaba, we talk about some Christmas related themes and ultimately the theme of Christmas as it was intended is to be centered on the person of Jesus Christ whom we call Isa ibn Maryam So if you are a Muslim parent and you're living in this society, you will have undoubtedly been be driving around since early December and passing decorated lawns and homes decked out in lights, nativity scenes, plastic figurines, and the like. And you've been going to the grocery stores, you've been picking up things, and if you're going with your children, they're being bombarded with the Christmas imagery, the Christmas music, and Christmas commercials left, right, and center. And whenever you go somewhere in public running errands, you're seeing these constant reminders that this is the Christmas season. Whether it's Christmas trees, or lights, or decorations, or Santa pictures, or reindeer, whatever it may be, we are surrounded by this imagery. So, as a parent, what do you tell your young child who sees all of this and asks, What's that? There are many public schools where children are given during this time of the year Christmas-themed worksheets, where they're asked to participate in secret Santa gift exchanges, or to play Christmas games, or even sing Christmas carols during this season. So as a Muslim parent, what do you tell your child? And in order to tell them anything, you have to know the foundations. Everything goes back to the foundations our foundations must be set as Muslims. What are our beliefs about Prophet Isa What should we know about this great messenger of Allah that we should then communicate to our children. Think of the stories that you heard growing up as a child, the stories of the prophets and the impact those stories left on you and think about how you communicate these stories to your own children so they know who are these prophets of Allah. And so we start by mentioning the usul, the foundations, by mentioning that Prophet Isa salam, Jesus, the Son of Mary, is one of the most honored of prophets and messengers, whom we love dearly. He was sent by Allah Ta'ala as a messenger to Bani Israel to call them to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to call them to follow the spiritual path of devotion and lofty character that he embodied. His mother was also one of the most esteemed and honorable women of all of humanity. She is one of the greatest women ever created by Allah Ta'ala and she is honored by us as Muslims. Her name is Sayyida Maryam السلام, and Maryam In their language translates as Amatullah. And Amatullah is the feminine form of Abdullah, the servant of Allah. So her name literally means the female devoted servant of God Almighty. And Allah Ta'ala in His infinite wisdom revealed an entire chapter of the Qur'an named after her, Surah Maryam. And in that story that occurs not just in Surah to Maryam, but in other places within the Qur'an, Allah tells us that Sayyiduna Isa ibn Maryam alayhi salam wa ala ummihi as salam he was born without a father. It was a miraculous conception. And she was not married. She, was, she delivered him as a virgin. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals this in the Qur'an, affirming it for us. إِنَّ مَثَلَ عِيسَىٰ عِنْدُ اللَّهِ The likeness of Isa in the sight of Allah is as the likeness of Adam. He created him from dust and then said to him, Be, and he was. And when we look into the Qur'an from the beginning to the end, we see that Allah Ta'ala has described Prophet Isa Alayhi salam with many noble qualities and descriptive terms. Allah Ta'ala describes him as kalimatullah which means the Word of Allah. He describes Prophet Isa as Ruhul Minhu, as a spirit from Allah. He mentions him as Abdullah, just like his mother is Maryam Amatullah, he is Abdullah. He is described as قول الحق The statement of truth And Allah says that Prophet Isa is مِنَ الْمُقَرَّبِينَ وَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ He is among those brought near to Allah and he is among the righteous Prophet Isa السلام, this honored creation of Allah وتعالى, is an honored prophet and messenger and he is مخلوق he is created. He is not the Son of God, nor is He part of God. Ta'ala Amma Allah is exalted and transcendent beyond all of the imperfections ascribed to Him by those who ascribe partners to Him, or children, or offspring, sons or daughters, and so on. Rather, He is Abdullah, He is the servant of Allah Ta'ala and among His most chosen and ennobled creatures. And contrary to the beliefs of Christians and their variety of theological positions concerning Prophet Jesus, He is not the Son of God. He is not God Himself. He is not part of God. He is not co-eternal or equal to God. He is not part of God, for Allah Ta'ala is one. قُلْ Allah is indivisible, He is without parts, He is without multiplicity, He is without co-sharers in His Divinity. وفي وفي he is one and alone in His Divinity. And Sayyidina Isa is Abdullah, the servant of Allah. He is makhluq, He is created, He has needs, He has a beginning, and He has an end. Allah Ta'ala reminds us of this reality in the Quran. In Surah An-Nisa, Allah Ta'ala reveals addressing the people of the book, Ya ahlal kitabi la taghlu fi dinikum wa la taqulu 'ala Allah illa al-haq. Innamal masiih 'Isa ibn Maryam rasulullah wa kalimatuhu alqaha ila Maryam wa ruhun minhu. Fa aaminu billahi wa rusulihi wa la taqulu thalathah intahu khairan Allah says, O oh people of the book, do not exaggerate in your deen. Do not exaggerate in matters of religion. And do not utter anything about Allah except what is true. Indeed the Messiah, Jesus the son of Mary, was but a messenger from Allah. And his word which he cast into Maryam and a spirit from him. So believe in Allah and His messengers, and do not say, three, do not affirm belief in the Trinity, it is better for you. Allah is only one, exalted is He from having a child. This is our belief as Muslims. Likewise, we believe that Sayyiduna Isa Ibn Maryam was honored by Allah with many miracles giving life to the dead, bi-idhnillah, by Allah's permission, healing those who were born blind, bi-idhnillah, by Allah's permission. And then Allah Ta'ala also honored Prophet Isa alayhi salam by being that messenger that is closest in time to the final messenger, Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And Allah also honored Prophet Isa alayhi salam to be the one giving the good news, to his own people, the Bushra, that a final messenger to all of humanity is coming. As Allah Ta'ala reveals in the Qur'an, بِنُ مَرْيَمْ يَا بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيَّ مِنَ التَّوْرَاتِ وَمُبَشِّرًا بِرَسُولٍ يَأْتِي مِنْ بَعْدِ اسْمُهُ أَحْمَدِ He says, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, remember when Jesus, son of Mary, said, O oh, children of Israel, verily I am a messenger of Allah unto you, confirming the truth of what came before me of the Torah, and giving glad tidings of a messenger to come after me, whose name is Ahmad. This is one of the names of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wasallam. Ahmad fi samaa wa muhammadun fil ard Likewise, we believe that Prophet Isa did not die, nor was he crucified. Allah Ta'ala preserved him and protected him and took him into the heavenly realms as a divine gift and a miracle, so that his mission continues later in the history of this Ummah. Allah Ta'ala reveals in the Quran, wa They did not kill him nor did they crucify him, rather it appeared so to them, it appeared to them that they had done so. But Allah Ta'ala had taken Prophet Isa into the heavenly realms and protected him, and he shall descend to the earth in the latter days, not as a law-bearing messenger, not as a messenger bringing a Sharia, but as a member of this Ummah, he returns, as a member of this community, the Ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam, following the Sharia of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his leader, and praying according to the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu Wasallam, behind the Mahdi in the lands of Sham. And upon his return, he will establish truth. He will slay the imposter Christ, the Al-Masih Al-Dajjal, the Antichrist, and he will distance himself publicly from the false claims made about him claims such as him being the son of god or part of god ta'ala allahumma yaqulud uluwan kabira allah ta'ala tells us about this mal masih ibn maryam illa rasul qad khalat min qablihi rusul wa ummuhu siddiqah kana ya'kulan at'am allah confirms this reality when he says in the Qur'an that the Messiah, son of Mary, Prophet Isa salam, was not but a messenger. Other messengers have passed on before him and his mother was utterly truthful and both of them used to eat food. What is significant about that final phrase? Why did Allah Ta'ala mention their qualities and then say that both of them They used to both eat food. There is a significance in this because it is teaching the Christian community and reminding us that they are in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like everything else Allah created. Anything that needs food and drink is created as in need, has a beginning and has an end and therefore cannot be God Almighty. Subhanahu wa ta'ala Someone with that quality cannot be divine Allah Ta'ala also says قُلْ وَالْأَرْضِ وَهُوَ يطعب وَلَا يُطْعَمُ Say, shall I take other than Allah as a protector The creator of the heavens and the earth While it is he who feeds and is not fed Anyone who is fed by definition cannot be divine so Allah reminds us of this reality. Allah Taala tells us in the Quran that Prophet Isa alayhi salam never called his own people to worship other than Allah. He never called his people to take him as a Lord besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَإِذْ قَالَ اللَّهُ يَعِيسَ بِنَ مَرْيَمُ أَأَنْتَ قُلْتَ لِلنَّاسِ إِتَّخِذُونِ وَأُمِّيَ إِلَهَيْنِ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ قَالَ subhanak. مَا يَكُونُ لِي أَنْ أَقُولَ مَا in Kuntu إِن كُنْتُ قُلْتُهُ فَقَدْ عَلِمْتَ تَعْلَمُ مَا فِي نَفْسِي وَلَا أَعْلَمُ مَا فِي نَفْسِكِ إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ عَلَّامُ الْغُيُوبِ صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمُ Allah tells us that Allah will say, O oh Jesus, Son of Mary, did you say to the people, take me and my mother as gods besides Allah? Prophet Isa will say Subhanak, when you say SubhanAllah, you are declaring Allah beyond, transcendent and free from all deficiencies. This is tanzih. When you say SubhanAllah, you are saying, I declare Allah Ta'ala utterly free and innocent of all deficiencies, all imperfections, all unbecoming qualities that describe Him in ways that describe human beings, or created things. So he responds, Subhanak, using this phrase. He says, Subhanak, it is not for me to say what I have no right to. Had I said it, you would have known it. You know what is in my soul, and I do not know what is with you. You are the knower of the unseen. This reality, dear brothers and sisters, is not just in the Qur'an. This reality is also in the New Testament, if you know how to read it. If you go to the New Testament, you will see passages that indicate this. For example, in the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verses 3 and 4, we have the story of some of the rabbis who were in opposition to Prophet Isa salam, <laughs> watching him perform miracles, bringing the life to dead, they were still too arrogant to submit themselves to Him as the Messenger of Allah. And so in the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verses 3 and 4, it is said that some of the scribes of the Law of Moses, meaning the Rabbis, the Ahbar, they said to themselves, Jesus must think He is God, because they are objecting to the miracles trying to find a way to discredit him, Jesus must think he is God, but Jesus, the verse says, knew what was in their minds. Why? How? Because Allah disclosed that reality to the heart of Prophet Isa. But Jesus knew what was in their minds and he said, why are you thinking such evil things? Why are you thinking such evil things? What is so evil that they thought?" The thought that he would dare claim that he is God. That verse itself establishes that the da'wah of Prophet Isa was like the da'wah of every single messenger to worship Allah alone and not take others as partners alongside of him. Despite this, we find something very interesting in our history, in Islam. Some among the Arabic-speaking Christians in history have attempted to go into the Quran to find verses that they think support their belief in Prophet Isa. You know, here I am looking at a verse from the New Testament showing that Prophet Isa did not call people to take him as a God besides Allah. Well, some Christians who speak Arabic have tried to do the same to the Quran and look for verses to support their own belief that Jesus is the Son of God, believe it or not. And some of them have tried to use the words of Allah that I quoted earlier where Allah Ta'ala says masihu isa maryam wa ila maryam wa minhu they looked at this phrase at the end of the verse where Allah says verily the messiah jesus the son of mary was but a messenger from Allah and his word which he cast into mary وَرُوحٌ مِنْهُ and a spirit from him, so some of them said, وَرُوحٌ مِنْهُ a spirit from him means minhu, meaning a part of him, because in the Arabic language min can be partitive, meaning طبعيد, like you would say to someone, أخذت شيئاً من ماله, I took something min mali from his wealth, some of his wealth. A part of the whole. If someone has twenty dollars and you took five, you took some of that twenty. So they said, this verse says, رُوحٌ and it means a spirit from Him, from Allah, therefore a part of God. And this is because of their ignorance of rational principles and also their ignorance of the Arabic language. One of our great Imams, Al-Imam As-Sanusi Rahimahullah mentions in his muqaddimat that there are certain fundamental sources by which people fall into disbelief and false understandings and he mentions among them al-jahl bi al-qawaid al-aqliya allati hiya al-ilm bi wujub al-wajibat wa jawaz al-ja'izat wa istihalat al-mustahilat he says that one of the sources of disbelief is people being ignorant of what's possible, impossible, and necessary, and being ignorant of the Arabic language and how it works, in its syntax, in its meanings, and in its eloquence. So he uses this as an example that some of the Christians would say, وَرُوحٌ Minhu. How do we respond to this? They say, wa roohun minhu, means from him, as in a part of him. But this is ignorance of the Arabic language, because they are restricting the word from, min, to tab'id, to the partitive meaning, meaning a part of the whole. But that's not the only meaning of min in the Arabic language, it has multiple meanings. So, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَسَخَّرَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ Allah says that He has subjugated for you all that is in the heavens and upon the earth جَمِيعًا مِنْهُ All of it is minhu from Him So does that mean everything in the heavens and the earth is a part of God? وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ is ignorance of the Arabic language So that would force them to say that everything is a part of God and this is the ignorance of people who try to prove impossibilities with ignorance in the Arabic language. If only they knew Arabic properly, they would have known that the verse, وَرُوحُنْ minhu, a spirit from him, is not for طَبْعِيد. It doesn't mean a part of a whole, it means ابْتِدَعُ ghaya, meaning it is a spirit, a ruh, that came from Allah Ta'ala as a created being. It is a, a sense of, of, of uniqueness in this case. Allah Ta'ala says that He subjugated for you everything in the heavens and the earth. Jami'an minhu. All of it is from Him. All of it is created by Him. So these dear brothers and sisters are just some of our foundations for understanding our belief about Prophet Isa ibn Maryam. عليه السلام وعلى أُمِّهِ السَّلَامِ These things have to be understood as the basics of our faith, how we understand this Noble Prophet of Allah Ta'ala. And these basics have to be instilled in our children, and they have to know the story of Prophet Isa, what he was about and what he called to, and his virtue in relation to us as an Ummah, and how we have a special connection to him, not just as an honored messenger in history, but we have a connection to him in the future as well. May Allah educate us and strengthen us and make us of those who understand the rank of this noble messenger. Ameen. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> Rabbil Alameen Wa afdolussalati wa atamu tasleemi ala Sayyidina Muhammadin al-Sadiq al Amin, Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man istadna bi sunnatihi ila yomraddin wa ba'd Dear brothers and sisters, we as a community and ummah Have a very unique connection to Prophet Isa alayhi salam And that is because in the akhirul zaman, the end of time the members of this Ummah, the Ummah of Rasulullah will have physical interactions with Prophet Isa salam after his miraculous return. They will have face-to-face interactions with him after his return. We as Muslims believe that Prophet Isa salam was protected by Allah Ta'ala. And that he will return at the end of time, as Allah Ta'ala mentions in Surah An-Nisa, وَإِن bihi is none from the people of the book, except that they will believe in him before his passing. And this is referring to Prophet Isa salam, according to the majority of the Mufassirun. Meaning that when that time comes, there will be no alternative but for the people of the Book to believe in Him, meaning believe in the reality of Prophet Isa salam, before His passing, meaning before the passing of Prophet Isa salam. The Prophet Muhammad wasallam tells us, By the one in whose hand is my life, Jesus the son of Mary will soon descend among you, as a just judge, he will break the cross, he will slay the swine, he will abolish the jizya tax, and wealth will flow to the extent that no one will accept it. And a single prostration, a single sajda, will be better than the world and whatever it contains. Dear brothers and sisters, during this time, Of his earthly mission when you look at the life of prophet Isa alayhi salam during the time of his pre ascension the pre ascension to the heavenly realm when he was sent to Bani Israel he had a sharia that Allah gave him for Bani Israel a particular law for his own people but when he returns miraculously at the end of time he will be from this ummah he will not be bringing the Sharia that he had for his people back then, he will be following the Sharia of Rasulullah Sayyidina Muhammad In the hadith of Nawas ibn Anhu, it mentions that the Prophet described the last day and its signs and he said that Allah will send Isa ibn Maryam who will come down, he will descend upon the white minaret in the east of Damascus, wearing two dyed garments, resting his hands on the wings of two angels. And when he lowers his head, beads of perspiration will fall from it." Imam Mahdi and the Muslims of that time will recognize Isa from this description and this sign. And the people, When Prophet Isa descends in the last time, the last end of of days, they will be ready to pray the Fajr prayer. They will be assembled. They will be lining up in their rows, ready to pray. And Imam Mahdi, who is about to lead the salat, will see Prophet Isa alayhi salam. And Imam Mahdi, out of his adab, his respect for this Prophet and Messenger of Allah, will request Isa alayhi salam to. Lead the prayer, out of respect. But Prophet Isa will say, no, you lead the prayer. And Imam Mahdi will lead the prayer. And this is very significant. Because he is showing everyone that he, Prophet Isa, is under the jurisdiction of al Shariatul Muhammadiyah, the way of the Prophet wasallam. He is under the way in law and guidance of his leader, and our leader, Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In the next morning, Prophet Isa Alayhi Salam will be in the company of the Mahdi and the Muslims who are ready to confront the Antichrist, Al-Masih al-Dajjal. And they will be going to the battlefield to confront the Dajjal and his forces. And Isa Alayhi Salam will advance on horseback with a spear in his hands. And the Muslim army will attack the armies of the Dajjal. And it will be a very intense battle between the two of them. And during this battle, the hadith tells us that the nafas, the breath of Prophet Isa السلام, will be such that its limits will reach as far as the eye can see. Imagine someone who breathes and the breath can be felt at the distance of their sight. And as he breathes, anyone who comes within range of that nafas, that breath, that breath of Prophet Isa, salam, they will come in range, they will die on the spot. And during this battle, on seeing Isa, the Dajjal, the, the Antichrist, will begin to dissolve, just as salt dissolves in water. And he'll try to escape But Prophet Isa will pursue him and then he will be killed by Prophet Isa with a spear in a place called Lud. And Prophet Isa after this event will continue on. The hadith tells us that he will live on for 40 more years. He will make Hajj, he will make Umrah, he will get married, he will pass away and he will be buried next to Rasulullah according to the hadith recorded by Al-Imam Al-Tirmidhi Dear brothers and sisters, this is just some of what we know regarding our, this revered and honored Prophet of Allah Isa ibn Maryam alayhi wa ala ummihi salati and so it behooves us as Muslims to respect this special relationship he has with us as an ummah and to remember his life and what remains of his life and his mission to carry out under the banner of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us proper, proper reverence and love and honor for prophet isa alayhi salam may salat and salams abundant salutations and benedictions be upon sayyidina isa alayhi salam and salat and salams upon our Prophet, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who received this news of the unseen regarding the qualities and events that will unfold for Prophet Isa alayhi Salam, Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana waqina adhaab al-nar. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammadin Zainil mursaleena wal akhyar. وأقرب من أظلم عليه الليل وأشرق عليه النهار سبحان ربك رب عزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وقوم إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم